This podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Visit them online at mslandbank.com. What's up, everybody? It is Friday. Welcome in. You made it. You did. Hold on. Let me adjust this microphone here. Get on up there, Mr. Microphone. What's up? It is Friday. Looking forward to chatting it up with you all here today uh, on the show. There's a lot to get to. As you know, late yesterday afternoon, some stuff started popping, breaking news popping up of uh, the schedule format. We don't have the actual schedules, but we have the schedule format that uh, the SEC is going to use. So there's that to go over, but there's not a lot of specifics to go over. So there's still some speculating to be done. But I'm about to tell you in just a few minutes some things that you and I both, you and I both need to understand about this 10-game conference schedule that was laid out, just the framework, not the specifics, just the framework laid out before us yesterday by the SEC. Some things you need to know that I need to know and we need to remember going forward. In two shakes, we're going to talk to JB. We're going to get to your texts, your phone calls, all of that, your comments on the live stream, all of that coming up, but I'm going to start Friday off right. Let's do it. 25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. As proud as alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to the Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Hey, JB. It's Friday, man. You made it. Is there a better day than maybe Sunday? It's got to be Friday. Well. Or it could be any day you just roll out of bed and you see the beautiful paintings in the sky. Yeah. Our, uh, our God has created that. That's it. Well, any yeah, that's right. Any day where we got a little air to breathe, right? Um, you know, count our many blessings. So let's go. Number one, Resurrection Day. Number two, Wedding Day. Number three, Birthday and number four, Friday. <laughs> How about that? Will that work? Here we go. Here we go. It is Friday. And like I said, I mean, there's a lot to get to. Um, let me set you all up first and foremost. Um, if you're just tuning in live in this studio right now, I'm live with you. So you text me. You message me if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Periscope. This is live. It's happening. As we speak. As they say. So text me on the country pleasing text line. It's wide open to you here for the next three hours. We'll get you into uh, the drive with Jake and Beaver coming up at uh, what time do they start? Three. Uh, so we'll get you all the way up to the start of their show at three o'clock. We're live here with you today in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Favorites.com. Check them out. Staying connected to you because of C Spire. All right. So text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 
3776. It's all the same number. It's a 601 number, so text away. Love to hear from you today. Um, also, call me on the Divini phone. JB will let me know if you're hanging on. I got my handy-dandy iPhone from C Spire right here in front of me. I'm going to take it off the charger, JB, and I'm going to prop it up right here where I have to see it. How about that? Will that work? Let's, let's put it on this side. There we go. Now I have to see it. So if you call me, he's going to let me know. So uh, give me a shout on the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. 601-995-1059. Hey, I want to, before we go much further, speaking of Divinity, um, I want to tell you all about what they've got going on there. Now, I don't, like, I, like some people say, uh, I don't understand all I know about this. I just know, JB, that I saw this link that said, uh, you know, the Senate is in a stalemate right now. So if something doesn't change, people that have been getting this $600 a month unemployment deal are about to lose that. And there were over uh, 1.4 million new applicants for unemployment this mm -hmm. week alone. Well, Davini may be able to help you out depending on what you do. They are looking to hire right now Divini Equipment, two locations. They got one there in Clinton, one in, um, you know, Clinton and Raymond, and then they're right there at uh, Madison on Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson, two locations. They are looking to hire a diesel technician. Okay, that's a big need. They are looking to hire an assembly technician at Divini. They are also looking to hire a service writer. They need a sales associate. I just named four positions that, listen, y'all, at Divini, it pays very well. Okay? And I just named four positions that they're looking for right now. And the best place I know to tell you to start, you can call them. Uh, look them up, DiviniEquipment.com. Or just go up there to the uh, Madison location, Highway 51 Madison. See Jonathan up there and talk to him about it. Uh, their their number on um, is on their website, DiviniEquipment.com, but you can also call 859-0020, 859-0020 is another way to remember it. Divini Equipment, they look at, they're looking to hire a diesel technician, an assembly technician, a service writer, and a sales associate right now. Jobs available to you. If you are in that uh, realm, hit them up won't find a better family or group of people to work with or for. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll repeat that. If you missed it, don't freak out. Just hang with me. I'll repeat it if you caught the end of it uh, as we go throughout today's show. All right. Uh, first off, let me say hats off to uh, uh, GA on YouTube. Says, bring on Kirby. Well, you want to play Kirby Smart in Georgia? We don't know who's on whose schedule yet, so just hang on. <laughs> Danny's tuning in on Facebook from Ringgold, Georgia. Austin, happy Friday to you. Matt says on Facebook in all caps, and he's got what looks to be in the neighborhood of seven to eight exclamation points behind it. He just says, I want football. Well, you're right there with the rest of us, Matt. We all want it for sure, man. And we definitely all want football, and we're going to get it. Okay, it's just a matter of if and, well, not a matter of if. It's a matter of when and how and how many and who and all this kind of stuff. 
Delta Dog, the first text to come in today on the Country Please and text line. Country Please and sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Delta Dog says, what is state going to do about season ticket holders? Purchase seven home games, but there's only going to be five. Delta Dog, I don't have those details right now. Here's what you can rest assured, okay, is if you are a season ticket holder or if you know someone who is, you're not going to have money that you spent on games just basically stolen because those games don't happen. There will be something, I'm just speculating, but there will be something along the lines of, you know, you can choose to, and I know they've sent some stuff out, you can choose to keep your season tickets. If there's only five games, you're going to have two games that are credited back to you. If you don't use those, uh, well, you're not going to use a. You can have them credited back to you. You could, you know, put that towards the purchase of season tickets. Next year, there will be something along those lines. These schools are not going to go, well, sorry it worked out that way, pandemic and all. Thanks for sending us the check early. But, yeah, I know you bought seven home games, but you're only getting five. But, hey, just live with it. We're pocketing the money. They're not going to do that. So whatever the answer is, it's going to be fair. I just I don't know what it is yet. And I don't think they've had time to really even figure it out. Because, you know, yesterday, not even this time, so we're talking less than 24 hours when um, – the phone call ended. The phone call ended and they decided, okay, they're going to only have, you know, 10 conference games and all that kind of stuff. So let's have those details, shall we? And then I'm going to tell you some things that you and I need to know and that you and I need to remember. Here are the details. The SEC presidents and chancellors on Thursday, yesterday, approved a 10-game conference-only football schedule for the fall that begins on September 26th. First order of business. It means I'm going to have to adjust, <laughs> listen, the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. It means now we are going to go from, we're going to have to do 120 teams in 120 days. And we're in the middle of it. So that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to Matt Anderson with Matt Anderson Properties at National Land Realty and let him know, hey, you were sponsoring 100 teams countdown. You're now sponsoring 120. <laughs> it's going up to September you know, 25th instead of the 5th. It's really easy math. we got to add 20 days in there. It means adding 20 teams. That ain't no problem at all. In fact, it just gives me a chance to just add more teams every day. However... Today we're doing one team. It'll be team number 36, and we'll we'll pick it up and readjust and recount and add more teams and stretch it out beginning on Monday. So that's first order of business. The second thing is, JB, I thought I would tell you, do you know how I learned about this SEC decision yesterday afternoon? Yeah, I do, because I thought I was going to give you some new insight when I texted you, and uh, you texted me, hey, bud. Thanks for thinking of me, but I already know. <laughs> well, and you, and then you told me how you knew, and I, you know, I thought, well, that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But then after our conversation about said person that the homecoming queen thinks mm -hmm. is pretty cool, right? You know, that's all we need to do to blow his ego up again. Well, and I have, 
I'm just going to assume he's not listening right now and he's eating lunch. That's why I'm going to go ahead and say it early in the show. How about that? <laughs> Let's do it, man. But yesterday afternoon, when and I told you all on the show yesterday, look, it's probably going to come at some point on Thursday. We're going to learn this just a matter of when. Well, I and the homecoming queen were in a room in our house working. We are remodeling sort of a room in our house. All right, painting. We're both in there. We got paint all over us. In fact, side note, I posted a video this morning on all my social media channels, including on YouTube, that was my video explanation of why I ranked the Mississippi all-time college quarterbacks as Steve McNair, Dak Prescott, Eli Manning. And and I posted the video. And then when I was going back and watching it, after I posted, I realized in one point of the video, I raised my hand up and there's paint all over the side of my hand and my arm in the video. But anyway... (laughs) Anyway, there you go. That's what happens. <laughs> that's what paint. That's why I stay away from it. Well, and that's why, you know, I've even had times where I would film stuff and I couldn't wait to put it together and post it. And then I get back and realize I can't use it because I had a like a booger hanging out of my nose or something. You know? <laughs> I never look in mirrors. I ne- I've got to be more self-aware of that kind of stuff. But anyway, <clears throat> anyway, side note, we're painting. And so our entertainment two nights ago while we were painting and working was on my iPhone from C Spire. I had the Braves game going. Well, last night, I sort of had the Braves, but yesterday afternoon, we started early. So I turned on the live stream on the iHeart app to The Zone, 105.9 WRKS Jackson, to listen to The Drive with Jake and Beaver. And the news broke and was broken to us by Jake Wimberly. Now... Yesterday afternoon was my wife, the homecoming queen, her first time to listen to a whole bunch of Jake Wimberly on the radio. And after about an hour of it, she starts saying stuff like this. She starts going, I really like this guy. (laughs) I said, yeah, I know. He's good. He does a really good job. Then a little bit later, she goes, you know, he's really got a good voice. And then I go, what is this? You were getting jealous. What's going on here? I've never heard her say, I've got a good voice. (laughs) she is she listened to an hour of jake wimberly on the drive and now my wife is a big fan of his show i guarantee you that when i get done with the show today and and tonight we're down there working again she's going to say hey turn that guy on from yesterday i guarantee you she's going to say that she even brought it to up to me this morning she goes you know there was something that they said on their show and she started telling me what it was and i'm like she she was really into listening to the drive yesterday afternoon. Does she ever talk about the sub- the subjects that you cover on your show? Yeah, if it's critical. Hey, <laughs> you spent too long on that. Okay, all right. No, no, her thing was she found it interesting. They brought it up real quick and started talking about these these non conference teams, especially smaller schools, who because of the SEC's decision yesterday basically had their game canceled. Mm-hmm and now are not going to get the check. And she's like, you know, going through everybody's schedule, all these teams that are not getting these checks. And she said, I find that pretty interesting. Like Southern Miss is now, they're not going to get a check from Auburn. You know, you're talking about a Louisiana Monroe, not going to get a check from Arkansas or Georgia losing about 3.2 million off their $15 million budget. Three, uh, $3 million. Mm-hmm. One, one fifth of their budget gone like just like that that's just incredible 
And I mean, that's, whoo, it's tough. That is tough. Anyway, so here's this, y'all. 10-game, y'all heard it by now, 10-game conference-only schedule. SEC versus SEC 10 times for everybody. Beginning September 26th, not the 5th. Everything's pushed back. Here are a few of the details. Revised schedule altered because of the impact of the uh, pandemic increases by two the SEC's usual conference slate records. We normally play eight games. Um, Scott Strickland, Florida AD, confirmed the SEC will keep its division format and the eight teams that are currently scheduled and that the league is still determining the two additional teams. I did some checking today. We could have the full schedule when everybody's playing everybody, the full schedule of 10 games for the whole league. We could have that as early as this afternoon, as late as Monday. It'll either be this afternoon or Monday. They won't do it on the weekend. We could get that news this afternoon, but they may hold it and it may actually come out on Monday morning. That's what we're looking at in terms of the timeline uh, for getting what the schedule is actually going to be, who the two teams are that have been added to everybody's schedule, and those kinds of things. Sources told ESPN that one proposal really looked hard at adding each school's cross-divisional rotating opponents from the next two seasons. That was the first rumor that came out. I actually think that came from... Uh, Ross Dellinger was doing an, a radio interview somewhere. You know, Ross covers uh, the SEC for Sports Illustrated. And he didn't necessarily report it as fact. He just said, I'm hearing they could do this, that. And people took it and ran with it. Oh, the SEC is going to 10 games, and the other two are going to be whoever's next on your schedule the next two years. Well, that turned out to not necessarily be the case. What they decided to do is they're going to devise a ranking system based on the strength of schedule, which will determine which teams get added to which team's schedule. Y'all, listen to me. Here is why the SEC did that. It's because if they had done it the other way, if they had gone with the route of, let's just look at future schedules and whoever the uh, opposite division team that's rotating on, go ahead and put them on. They did it because of Florida. They did it because of Florida. Florida plays Georgia already. Florida plays LSU already in their cross division. And I think this year they may have Texas A&M. I've got to look that up. But they would have added Alabama. On top of what's already on Florida's schedule, it would have also added, just going with the normal rotation, looking ahead the next two years, would have added Alabama onto this year's Florida schedule. And enough people looked at it and goes, yeah, that's not really fair. So they, they're going to figure out another way to do it. <clears throat> no, Texas A&M is not on uh, Florida's schedule this year. So they're going to do it at different. They're going to devise a ranking system. And I think there's also, it made sense to the league to go, you know what? If we do it by the strength ranking, then we may have a better chance at the end of these 10 games. If Let's just say, hypothetically, we get to the end of it. People have played their games. 
all the bowl eligibility is going to be revised anyway. The whole country playing fewer games. If we do it this way, we got a better chance to get more league teams in more postseason games, assuming those happen. They may not, but saying if they do. So there's a lot of reasons to do it this way. Michael on the Facebook live feed right now says, hoping the schedule gets shuffled around. My daughter's birthday is on Halloween, and it'd be really convenient to not have to plan a birthday party around the Auburn game. <laughs> well, it is going to get shuffled around, Michael. And I look, last night, I guarantee you that Greg Sankey and Larry Templeton and the ADs around the league, I guarantee you they all got about two hours of sleep last night. Because they've been working on this schedule and how they're going to fit the dates. They're having to check with all of that. Okay, so number one, it will get shuffled around. A caller didn't want to come on the air, but has a very good question. And I'm going to address that next, including two, maybe three other things, like I told you. Now that we know what the SEC is planning on trying to do, 10 games begins at the end of September. I'm going to tell you what to look for. And frankly, nobody else is talking about this. There are no other shows or hosts or whatever who are talking about this. But not to brag, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm going to tell you what it is, what you and I need to know as SEC fans coming up next. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Show. Back on the show. Jeff watching on Facebook says, Happy Maroon Friday from Moorhead, Mississippi. Moorhead, isn't Moorhead the home of Mississippi Delta Community College? Indeed it is. I got that right, right? Mississippi Delta. Is you that, got that right, right, right? They are the Mississippi Delta Trojans, I believe. Yes, sir. Colors are red and black. I've been to a couple of the football games out there, and one of the games I went to, this was about 2008, the thing that stood out to me was, number one, the size of the mosquitoes, <laughs> but, but number two, then, the fierceness of the wind. I felt sorry for those kickers. Because you know, right there at Moorhead, where that field is at Mississippi Delta, there's nothing to stop the wind for hundreds of miles. It's all flat land, that's for sure. It's all flat, that's for sure. So, Jeff, thanks for watching on Facebook. Hey to you. Hope you're off to a good Friday. Speaking of Maroon Friday, I'm wearing my uh, pullover shirt with the Mississippi State baseball logo, the M over S. It's my favorite shirt that I got from the Mississippi State University golf course at Hale State GC on Twitter. Hit me up there. All right, so on this schedule, let me give you some stuff you need to know. First, uh, Anthony from Tupelo. Text the show, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. That's the text number. Put a 601 in front, and you got it. Text me. I always enjoy hearing from you. Anthony from Tupelo says, How will all the businesses in these smaller college towns survive if they have football without fans being able to attend games? Uh, they won't. Anthony, many of them won't. 
Now, many will. Is it 50-50? I mean, you know, like, but there are a lot of businesses in small college towns, Starkville, Oxford, Auburn, but every college town, Tuscaloosa, even Athens, places that are bigger. I mean, there are businesses who are really going to suffer based on like yearly projections and what they came into January with and decisions they might have made to hire people for a year and all this kind of stuff, you know, they, they may scramble if fans aren't a part of this. Um, the thing that's a big giant unknown to me, Anthony, is what kind of opportunities based on local, regional, and state guidelines, what kind of opportunities will these towns have, you know, to host people? Here's what I mean by that. If you don't have 60,000 fans coming to a game in Starkville, I mean, that is what it is. But if things are loosened up a little bit by then, if you've got, if you look at like the Korean baseball organization, they're putting fans in their stadiums now, just making them distance from each other. You know, they have to be 10 seats apart. And so they're spread out throughout the stadium, just not shoulder to shoulder. Well, what if you get to that by the time football rolls around here? You know, what does that mean? Does that mean those same businesses survive? Some do. You know, so there's all these varying levels. It's a, it's a big part of it. Let me go quicker here. Unnamed Texture says the SEC should release the new schedule in prime time on TV. Ratings, no question. Put it on the SEC network. Put a show together. Release it. Have some fun with it. Which, again, maybe they take their time and do it on Monday. Brown Hornet says, could we see a Mississippi State-Florida game? You could. You absolutely could see that. And I'd love it. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they'll do. I don't know, I don't know who. I don't know how they're going to have a metric that, the, that discovers strength of current schedule based on their existing schedule and then strengthen the teams, and then pairs people up equally as they can. I have no idea. Unnamed Texture says, is it true that Jake Wimberly is singing the song on Scotty's Tire and Auto commercial? Uh, it's not true, but let's not tell anybody. Fletch says, go ahead, Mohead. That's right, Moorhead, Mississippi. Okay, listen. I think he's <clears> up from that way. That's that's probably why he's doing that. I got you. He's up from there around Tutwiler. Oh, Okay. Don't they have a prison there? Yeah, it just so happens to be one of the yeah. worst ones in America, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, <clears throat> the SEC, 10 games starting September 26th. Number one, listen to this, y'all. People aren't talking about this right now, and it's because it kind of comes across as like throwing water on it, like wet blanket on the excitement of, we have a schedule. I'm not doing that at all. I'm just as excited as anybody else. And – you're going to have games. That's what I'm excited about. And, you know, one obvious thing for me is I work the games. I, if we have radio crews there, then it, it's my bottom line. Of course, I'm excited about it personally. But I think I, I always look at things pragmatically. So here are some facts about the upcoming SEC football season that you and I must accept. Let's go ahead and begin to prepare ourselves for it now. Number one, not all of the games will be played. That's a weird way to word that. M many, some, 
I hope it's minimal, but there will be games that you and I are talking about on this schedule, especially when they come out. There will be games that will be postponed. There will be some games that will be canceled. Okay? That's going to happen. So as we look at this and go, 10-game schedule, 10 games. It's not going to be 10 games for everybody. Get ready for it. Prepare yourself. It's not like baseball. We can't go have a doubleheader with seven innings each. We can't do it. You know, you can't play one on Saturday. We postpone the next Saturday, so let's just play it on Monday. That, that kind of stuff's not going to happen. Number two, we will have fourth-string quarterbacks starting SEC ballgames. We will have teams playing games, maybe multiple games, without their starting quarterback and without their starting running back and linebacker. And in some cases, in some cases without their coach. It will happen. But football will be played. And to the earlier question, by the time it rolls around in late September, if there is any way to feasibly, responsibly get 20,000 people in a stadium, 15,000, they'll do it. They're not going to shut everybody out of that stadium unless they absolutely must for a lot of those reasons. Robert, my friend Robert Corolla, big-time Farm Bureau insurance agent in the Grenada area. Y'all hit him up. He's commenting, watching on Facebook. He said, lucky if each team gets six or seven games in there. That's what I think, unless something changes. Matt, what are you basing this on? Well, I'll tell you. The Cardinals and the Brewers postponed their baseball game for today. Why? You had a couple of people. It didn't even, I don't even know that they said players. They just said a couple of people associated with the Cardinals tested positive for coronavirus. Well, a couple of people test positive, so they're postponing the game. Very similar to what happened with the Phillies yesterday. Same thing with the Phillies. Uh, Yankees missing a game. Why? Because they were supposed to play the Phillies. The Yankees didn't pass, test positive. They were just going to play somebody who did. And that's baseball. The only thing in common is in terms of contact in a baseball deal is they're touching the same ball every now and then. They're not touching each other. Well, football, we're going to wrap up and tackle each other. And push and shove on each other. So let's just prepare and be ready. That's coming. We will have games where a star quarterback ain't available for two weeks. Teams. We will have weeks where two, three games may not happen. Well, it's postponed. There is an open date in the middle of this 10-week, 10-game schedule for every team. So there's some flexibility in there if something gets moved. The proposed SEC championship game is pushed back a little later in December. So there's some, some wiggle in there. They're going to figure it out. But those things will happen happen and so to the caller earlier uh who spoke to to john brother john 
but didn't want to come on the air. He asked, uh, do you think players will ever refuse to take the test for COVID? Um, it is a very interesting question, but because of the, the, because of the environment that we live in and the way things are, I don't think there's any scenario where a player could refuse to take the test for coronavirus and still participate. It, that won't ever happen. Now, they could, could a player refuse to take the test? Yes, because a player right now can opt out and refuse to play. And the SEC has said, hey, if you opt out and don't want to play, your scholarship is still going to be honored. You do not, you are not forced to play in order to keep your scholarship. We're going to honor your scholarship even if you stay home. It's up to you. So a player goes, well, I don't want to get tested. Okay, well, that's fine. But you can't play. That's the way that'll work. Kevin, I'll get to your comment. Fletch and Jason, come to your texts next. On this Friday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. Here on the Matt Wyatt Show. Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner is the former, you know, national championship winning baseball coach at South Carolina. And Ray Tanner is now the athletics director at the University of South Carolina. And as you might imagine, he and others, ADs, others, have had some really interesting quotes and comments pop up in interviews with their local media around the Southeastern Conference footprint over the last 24 hours, less than 24 hours since that decision to go to a 10-game conference schedule, switch it up, all this kind of stuff came out. I thought I'd pass a couple of those along to you because as JB and I were discussing a little bit ago via text, one casualty in this scheduling model is, and I was dead wrong about this yesterday, trying to predict it on the show. One casualty is the rivalry games between like ACC and SEC schools at the end of the year are dead. They're not happening. That means Clemson is not playing South Carolina. And y'all, listen, we don't understand it a lot here because we're fortunate in Mississippi where we have State and Ole Miss, this in-state bitter rivalry in the same conference. There's no issue with playing each other. Never is. You're going to play every year. It's like Alabama-Auburn, right? Same conference. But the in-state heated rivalry in South Carolina, it's just as heated. It's just as close. It's just as intimate. It's just as ramped up and talked about 24 7, 365 in that state as it is in this one. It's just Clemson's in the ACC and South Carolina SEC, but they play each other at the end of every year. Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville versus Kentucky. That one. Heated, heated, hated. They might as well be in the same conference the way the fans of both schools approach it. Same thing in South Carolina. Those games are dead. They are not going to happen. Listen to what Ray Tanner. Athletics Director South Carolina said, We tried diligently to save the Clemson game. 
Dan Radakovich, that's a Clemson guy, and I have been talking for weeks about somehow being able to keep that game. In the end, we were unsuccessful. Adds that it was doubtful that anything, or is doubtful that anything will change about the SEC scheduling model. Ross Bjork, Texas A&M, said that they expect there to be a 50% capacity at Kyle Field for the games in late September. Ray Tanner said the SEC schedule is a work in progress. I don't know who our other opponents are. This is in this is today. He said that 3 hours ago. And listen, an athletics director at an SEC school 3 hours ago said, "I don't know who our other two opponents are." <laughs> That's where this is. That's how up in the air all this is. This tells you the SEC waited on all this other stuff to see what they were going to do. Why would the JB and I were talking about this yesterday. Why did the SEC wait? They're always first. Are they getting one-upped by the Big Ten and these other conferences? The SEC is the leader. Why aren't they out front? Well, now we're looking at it. Why would the SEC a week ago have come out and said, well, our model is going to be a 10 plus 1, which will include non-conference games? No, it's you, you better wait on the ACC because the Big Ten's not playing non-conference games. Pac-12 is not. And if the ACC and the Big 12 don't, you got nobody to play. Well, you could play Troy. Yeah, you could. But in this deal, you're not. See, so JB was right. What he said yesterday is that he thinks, and and I think rightfully so, the SEC was going, yeah, we are usually the leader. But in this case, we don't have to be. And it serves us better. Let's see what they're going to do. Last thing. You see what Radakovich also said about the fact that that they were very disappointed in the fact that they had, Clemson especially, had lobbied to the ACC very strenuously because they wanted to maintain that game with South Carolina. Of course they did, yeah. I mean, it's the number one revenue game for either of those teams. I mean, it's a big deal. And, the you know, you know what it shows me, John, is the conference leaders, and we're talking about presidents too now. It's not just ADs, but we're talking about the presidents are going, listen, as it pertains to testing our athletes and coaches and staff members, the other teams in the league can trust us to do what we're supposed to do, and we can trust the other teams. But if we start going out of conference, we can't have the same trust that everybody's going to do exactly what we're doing. And if we allow one or two out of conference, how are we going to tell them they can't do the others? Right. Then we get into these liability and legal issues there, and we just – we got to say our conference because we're a conference and we got to shut it off at that and there can't be any exceptions. Um, Ray Tanner, South Carolina, quote, maybe somewhere just north of 20,000, he's talking about fans that could get into williams Bryce Stadium this fall. Quote, but that's just a guess at this point. That's a stadium that seats 80,000, correct? Yes. See, so you're not talking about 50%. If he's saying 20,000 in an 85, 90,000 seat stadium, Ray Tanner, 25%. Ray Tanner went on to say, in regards to coaching athletes during this deal, quote, habits have to change right now. We are not in a situation of normalcy. We have to emphasize the masking and the social distancing. He uh, had a quote in there about how it is, this is an especially, going to be an especially different fall camp for 
athletes like offensive linemen, defensive linemen. It's going to be really different. Uh, there's going to be a whole lot of protocol at, on all these campuses while they're going through practice regarding washing. Washing hands. They'll probably just run them through a sanitizer like a yeah. car wash when after practice. That's just what I'm saying. Spray them down. Just spray them down. No doubt. Yeah. Um, it's definitely going to change the locker rooms. That's I it. Mean, you know that mm -hmm. because, I mean, being in an SEC locker room is, is like sharing your room with your brothers. Hey, and you know what's you interesting? Know? I'm watching a baseball game the other night, and you know how when the guy climbs into the batter's box and he's just settling in to get ready for the first pitch, how they'll do a close-up of him? Mm -hmm. And a Braves hitter, I can't remember who it was, they do a close-up of him, and what'd he do? Yep. And just spits out his mouth all over the ground. Habit! I had a guy do that yesterday at the gas station, and I just thought, man, <laughs> well, and, <laughs> what are you doing? And you think, what? Think about the frame of mind I'm in where I see a guy spit at a baseball game and go, whoa, 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 whoa now. <laughs> and used to it, not, it didn't, didn't bother you. Yeah, it made me want to spit. You know, um, oh, okay, and this is a quote that I think we need to hear. Herb Vincent, he's the SEC Associate Commissioner. He did an interview in uh, Baton Rouge and said, that uh, there's no deadline for setting this new schedule. I told y'all I'm hearing we'll either get it today or Monday. His quote was, hopefully we'll know earlier next week. So see, you know, there's one of the decision makers gave an interview and is being vague because he didn't want to him himself in or them in to having to give us a schedule on Monday. I expect it to be Monday. I, I just feel like they're going to take the weekend and hash it out, make sure that they sleep on it, come back and, you know, feel as though they've got it right on the schedule part of it. Well, they're going to um, have to get it out pretty quickly because there's so many other factors that's going to, uh, you know, roll down the mountain once that schedule is announced. Right. Whether it's tickets, whether it's, you know, how, how are we going to do this through a lottery? What are the businesses going to do? Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's right. so many other factors that, um, that, that are depending on that schedule coming out. Right. Would it make sense for let's say a business in a college town to have a plan for some type of game watching deal where like if it's a restaurant or whatever, where they can advertise, we're going to be watching a game and it's in the college town, but the people in here are going to be limited and we're going to space you out so that we're distanced. I mean, you'll, I think you'll have all that kind of stuff where you can't get in the stadium. They won't let you in there, but you can come here and watch it you know, five blocks down the street. We'll tailgate outside and we'll stay distanced. Uh, that kind of stuff's going to happen. There'll be some creative ideas from businesses in these college towns, no question. Uh, Fletch wanted to make sure that we knew that Moorhead is a suburb of Indianola. <laughs> I never looked at it that way, but I guess it is. He's from Indianola. Yeah, I was giving him the business yeah. uh, when I said he was from Moorhead. So he and B.B. King, right? Indeed. Indianola. Great museum if you've never been. Great museum. Yeah, it looks cool now. So, um, Indianola, famous for three things. B.B. King, um, Indianola Pecan House, and Fletch. How's in it make, that order. In that order. In that order. Yeah. yeah. How's that make you feel, Fletch? Uh, Jason in Flagstaff texts the show. He says, okay, the thing that nobody's mentioning is what happens when, God forbid, a few of these young, healthy athletes die from a virus when we were told that doesn't happen, statistically anyway. He says, that'll be the proverbial in the punch bowl. 
Um, I agree with you, God forbid. Denzel. He's looking at my list I put on Twitter of the top five 1980s Nickelodeon shows. and He's got his own list, and I got my own list. <laughs> Let's see how they look. Maybe we'll come back to that in an hour or two. How about that? And QB1, I'll get to your text. Kevin, I, I, I promised you I'd come back to your comment on Facebook, and I'll do that. We're going to start hour two coming up. In hour two, we'll have the countdown of 100 teams in 100 days. Brought to you by Matt Anderson with National Land Realty. Today is number 36. We're in the SEC on today's countdown and a really cool fight song. Y'all stick around. 